0: How's it going, Miss Henthorne?
1: Great, it's a beautiful day.
0: It is a beautiful day. Welcome. Sitting in a coffee shop. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me.
0: We just got back from uh, the Vincent Beyond Van Gogh experience. And there's a bit of a bustle nearby.
1: <laughs> That's city life.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, we're sitting outside of the coffee shop. What is this one? Canary, Canary Coffee. coffee. Shop.
1: Great coffee shop. It is a pretty good coffee I shop. I like this I coffee do, shop. I
0: do like this place.
1: Yeah, me too. Good muffin.
0: What did you think of the uh, the Van Gogh experience?
1: I thought it was really beautiful. I uh, wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I have a really short attention span, so I was I was impressed that um, I could stay there for the whole thing. I noticed um, because it was moving, that made it more interesting for me. I, I really don't like going to art galleries where you just stand in front of something. Yeah. And pretend you're thinking about it. <laughs> he hit the curb with his tire. Oh
0: my! That was uh, that was okay. coming in hot.
1: <laughs> um, I'm glad people are, are out to see it. Um, I think there's such a buzz about it that people that maybe wouldn't look at art generally got out to look at art. Yeah. It's it's kind of a kind of a social thing too for some people. Like they you go there to say that you went there. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I, I'm kind of a maybe a little snobby about that. Like people go and then they spend, a, you know, maybe don't want to even go through the whole thing, but they go so they can get something at the gift shop to say that they were there.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm always kind of cynical about art galleries and art museums and why people go to them, because it's kind of it's, art galleries and museums are a little pretentious sometimes. And I yeah. think most people that I know that are true artists aren't that way at all they just go about their work and do their work and they don't really put on airs or pretend they're something that they're not. But uh, it was really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Who do you see as true artists? What what makes a true artist in
1: your <clears throat> eyes? Someone that's dedicated to their their craft and their their uh, they they can't live without making things. Um, and you know, art can be many things. It could be a chef, it could be a, a musician, but there's a there's a desire to um, be making something, and it doesn't always, you know, just to be creating things, and uh,
0: yeah, Brilliant.
1: and not necessarily to sell. It's more of a, it's just this need that you're not happy if you're not if you're not creating something. And I think um, my fr- my best friend Kelly, the painter, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's she's an artist, but we're kind of uh, similar in how we don't like to call ourselves artists. She likes to call herself a painter, and I like to call myself a potter because the term artist is so nebulous, it's so
2: undefinable.
1: Nebulous, I like that word. Makes me sound really smart. (laughs) Um, Because when I went to uh, art school, there were all these people that talked about art, but they weren't really doing a lot of art, whereas (laughs) Kelly has always just been doing art, and I'm kind of the same way. So there are pretend artists, and then there are... People that aren't considered artists left, after they die.
0: Yeah, like Van Gogh. Like
1: Van Gogh, like a lot of those artists. So, yeah. Art is a tricky thing.
0: Yeah. Um, as a background for listeners of the podcast, Mrs. Henthorne taught me for four... I mean, I wasn't in your class freshman year, was I?
1: No, he just passed through and always said, have a nice day. Oh, that's <laughs> right,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I oh, guess... Oh, what a nice guy. I guess I... Uh, yeah. You and Mrs. Byler. Yeah, Mrs. Byler. And she and, loved uh, you. Yeah. Well, uh, Miss Henthorne was my teacher for three or four years, art teacher, um, led the academic decathlon team. Go go, Dodgling. <laughs> and um, I got a couple questions about that. So, what made you want to get into teaching for your career?
1: Um, I have this vivid memory of when I was probably a teenager, my parents owned a little grocery store in Harmony Grove. And uh, no, I, I was probably yeah I was a teenager, but I remember talking to these kids and just like really enjoying talking to them and kind of like giving them little counseling lessons while I was at the cash register. Mm-hmm. And I thought I really wanted to, I really wanted to help people. And uh, not necessarily really young kids, but I know I, I wanted to help make the world a better place. And so I thought I'd be a social worker, so mm-hmm. I went to school. My school journey just would take five hours. Just because it's so long. Um, so I went to school in the cross to be a social worker, but then you had to take statistics and math, and I didn't want to do that. And it seemed so really dry and academic. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the cross for a year. I, I moved to Madison. I, I uh, transferred in because my grades would never have gotten me in there. And uh, I was there for a year, and then I took time off. But anyway, about the, uh, age 25, after I had lived out west a couple times, and not sure what I want to do, but I know I didn't want to be a waitress at a Chinese restaurant forever. Mm-hmm. I went to a career counselor on campus in Madison, and um, the guy asked me what my dream job would be, and I thought I, I, it would be really fun to be an art teacher. And I, I don't know where that came from, because I had never really thought about that before. I just remember I liked to doodle when I was on the phone. I mean, I didn't really know how to draw. I and mean, I thought you had to draw to be, a, you know, an art teacher. You so.
0: didn't, You weren't much of an artist before then?
1: No, I, I thought you had to be an artist to take art, which is just dumb. <laughs> it's like, you don't know Spanish before you take Spanish. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he said, well, why don't you be an art teacher? And I said, I don't know how to draw. And he said, well, that's why you take a drawing class. And so I took drawing, and then that's when things started to fall into place. And I huh. did well, and that's when I met my best friend Kelly, who was an art teacher also. And, uh, and then when I started... We have to do these little practicums where you go to schools and teach lessons, and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it just felt right. Kelly and I, we did a little lesson at this elementary school in Madison where Kelly played the guitar, and I juggled, and we sang this song about mixing color, and we just thought it was great. <laughs> it just felt right. And The uh, cooperating teacher says, you know every lesson's not going to be like this, because yeah. we spent hours developing that lesson. But but uh, it just felt right. Sometimes you just know, you know? Yeah. That's why you can't really... Think ahead too much because something's going to happen. I really believe that something happens in your experiences, and that's why you get a lot of experiences because experiences teach you what you don't want to do. Like maybe you don't want to be a waitress at a a Chinese restaurant forever, or be an aerobics instructor, which I was. But I knew I wanted to work with people somehow, so you know it it just kind of fell into place.
0: Hmm. I was old, you know,
1: I was not your age, so, so I
0: could probably take a lesson from that. So
1: you shouldn't you shouldn't worry so much about. What you have to be.
0: (coughs) Hmm. Dang, some good advice, Missanthro. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, I got another one here. In your career, how did you prevent burnout, and what advice can you give to people who, or to prevent burnout?
1: Um. Well, being an art teacher is really different than being a different kind of teacher. Yeah. I think, but I know that there are teachers that burn out. Um, I think. uh, I was, al- I was always learning. Every year I did different things, I didn't always do the same thing because that would lead to boredom and uh, I just got a lot of energy from the students every year. Every year is different and every, with every student I had and I learned a lot about them and they learned about me and, and it, I, it was kind of like, I don't even know if I was a teacher, more like a facilitator and we just kind of worked together and, and I did art with my students which really helped because if you're an, if you're an art teacher, you look more legit if you can actually do art mm-hmm. so it was really important for me to do art along with my students so that yeah. kept me going as far as just always doing new projects and um, caring about what you do yeah. you know when you start when you start not caring like if you don't if you don't ask your students questions about like what would you do this weekend or uh, how's your how's your brother or um, just put in the hours you back up into the parking lot at school that's a sign that you should probably leave mm-hmm. and when I decided to retire this year it's not because I was burnt out but I knew that um well COVID was really difficult yeah. for all of us I mean it was not fun at all and I was I was more envious of my students able to being able to do art and I wanted to do more art and I knew that you know I only have so much time
0: yeah
1: and uh I wanted to start doing my own art plus you know spending time with my parents were in their 80s and
0: how is your a, retirement going?
1: Well, I don't feel like I've retired yet because it's summer. Yeah, I think it's summer. <laughs>
0: yeah that's true.
1: But I don't have uh, teacher anxiety.
0: Teacher anxiety? Oh, yeah, usually
1: about July, teachers start having dreams about going back to school. Oh,
0: really? And
1: usually they're nightmares. You know, like um, <laughs> Night- you can't find your classroom, or you really didn't go to college and you're a fraud and they're going to find out that you really don't know what you're doing. You know, things like that.
0: Hmm. That's so
1: funny. I haven't had any. I think Herr Bay has the German teacher. Um,
0: teacher anxiety. Yeah. I can. I can anxiety. kind of see that.
1: Yeah. He. he yeah. But uh, I think I will be fine. Plus, I'm still doing academic cathon. Oh yeah. So I'll be there three hours a week, Sweet. which is just kind of fun because then I can just go and leave, and I don't have to do grade. Yeah. And worry about learning targets. You know, the things about teaching I didn't like were having to grade, which is not fun supervise basketball games. And yeah. Lunch duty. It's good you don't
0: need to do that anymore. That. Going uh, back to the burnout thing, do you think um, anybody can suffer from burnout, or does it take? Oh yeah, yeah. Could you see Hair Bay, for example, burning out? I can't, but I, I can imagine an instance where.
1: I think he if could. he if he starts feeling that way, he'll do something about it. He'll either leave or he'll someplace else or try something different but uh, he he cares too much about what he does he, he's a true professional you know there are some people that just put in the time and um, he's not really like that but uh, I think you get burned out with anything if you don't keep learning about it and,
0: yeah uh, that's why that it's important to have a
1: job that you keep learning I mean if you work, I mean I don't know I was a waitress and I really loved waitressing mm-hmm. and I don't know if, you know when I think about in retrospect wait- waitressing at a Chinese restaurant I really loved that but you really can't make a living doing that yeah you know so because um, you can you can get a lot of value in your life by just serving people food you know you're making people happy you're, mm-hmm. you're performing a service and uh, that's pretty rewarding also now, there's a quote about not letting your the how eventually the servant becomes the master
2: mm-hmm.
1: because the master is, subconsciously feels indebted to the servant, and so the servant is getting more than the master. And it's kind of that way about you know helping people, you just get a lot out of it. But I think a lot of people um, get burned out, but they are too afraid to do anything to change it. You know, um, once you start, once you reach adulthood and you take on a job, let's say at Walmart distribution center, mm-hmm. where the pay's pretty good. Like, eighteen, nineteen dollars an hour and you probably get health insurance. So once that happens, you start buying things, like a twenty thousand dollar car, and you incur debt. And then once you start buying stuff, it's not so easy to leave everything behind.
0: Yeah. You,
1: You get you get kinda trapped. And so if you're burnt out you still keep working and then you you live for the day you can retire, which makes me sad. Yeah. That people put in like 30 years at a job they hate and they just look forward to the weekend and to when they can retire because they they couldn't leave.
0: So you think uh, attraction to physical stuff and, you know, acquiring stuff mm-hmm. can cause burnout?
1: Yeah, because you can't leave. And then it you, gets you trapped. Yeah, you're trapped. Yeah, a lot of people get trapped but they... They don't uh, they don't think they have it with them them to leave that behind and it's hard you know if you have a family you just can't walk away yeah but that's why it's really important in your 20s to just leave wherever you're from and even if you don't go to school go away and find out who you are my uh, my nephew right now is 30 and he is he had some really tough times in his early 20s and he's he's Learned a lot, but right now he's um, on a cross-country motorcycle trip. And he, uh, he's on a motorcycle. And he checked out this group about bikers that let you stay at their houses. So he took this grand adventure, and he went to California, and he came back, and he's, he's uh, meeting all these wonderful people that put him up in their houses. And, and uh, if he had a job as a welder, which is what he's trained at, he never would have, have done that. He hated welding because he was one of the people that just didn't get him because he was kind of an artist and
2: mm-hmm.
1: an adventurer and uh, so he had the guts to leave and now he's having all these great adventures and now he knows he wants to be a teacher but it took him a long time to figure that out you know like, mm. like a long time it took me because he he was not satisfied with what he was doing some people are just really satisfied with very average lives i guess yeah which sounds kind of snotty but but, but you know, I mean, it is true I've always I've always looked for what's going to make my life better or happy or yeah. I see fulfilling. a lot of people
0: who just settle
1: Yeah, a lot of people settle. And they think that things will make them happy so they settle. Yeah. yeah. And then they realize that they bought that uh, that vehicle with four wheels, and I'm not even sure what it's called, but I saw a lot of them up north last week.
0: Vehicle with four wheels. It's
1: like a dune buggy, kind of.
0: Oh, but they drive them the around gators. town. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So those it's are like, all okay. over Reeseville.
1: <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna buy one of those because that'll make me happy. But I'm like,
0: it's just—it's it's just, just like a car. Yeah, super-sized <laughs> go-kart. So
1: I'm not really sure what the point is of that, but
0: I think it's funny. <laughs>
1: I think it's funny too. Cause it's it's uh, not like they're uh, out in the sand dunes. Yeah. <laughs> They're driving on Reeseville. Can can you drive those if you don't have a driver's license?
0: I don't think you can, but I think I think they already have um, tail lights and stuff. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't even know if they need a license plate I because no cops really patrol right. Reeseville? Reeseville anyway, so nobody's gonna stop them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just weird. <laughs> it,
0: it's yeah, Reeseville is its own like do they have territory. Like, do they
1: have Trump flags on top of them also?
0: No, mm-hmm. but there are pickup trucks that. I saw, I saw one the other day that had a Trump 2024, <laughs> well, it was a Trump 2020 banner in the back of a pickup uh, window, mm-hmm. and then there was just a four, like, oh, yeah, painted right. over the zero. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. If
1: it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah. Avoid burnout. Find a job. Find mm-hmm. your passion. Then you probably won't have burnout. But yeah. Or else, and you can have more than one passion, too.
0: Yeah. Um, next question here. What did you do for self-care?
1: What do I do for self-care? What did you
0: do for self-care to sustain yourself for each week of the school year?
1: I would, um, Friday nights go have a beer with my husband and go to a restaurant. Um. On the weekends I was always, you know, I would do art, I would uh, have coffee with my sisters. I would always make soup on Sunday afternoon. So, cooking is very uh, therapeutic. Soup on Sunday. Soup on Sunday, so I had something to eat all the rest of the week. Oh, um, yeah. Good food is important to me and I Mm -hmm. love to cook. So, uh, and uh, I think I do self-care during the week too. In the morning I was always either on the treadmill or do yoga. Just a, I try to do a little meditation but I really can't do that. Yeah,
0: meditation But art. that's
1: why I do art because I think art is you know yeah. a form of meditation. Yeah.
0: I wanna I wanna try meditation. It seems cool but it's it hard. just seems kind of it doesn't seem very productive. No. Oops.
1: No, because it, well I I think that ideally you want to your life should be in meditation kind of. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting here you should just be like looking at the person you're talking to and mm-hmm. watching the things go by. And not worrying about... Uh, Listening
0: to the, the saw going yeah, off behind saw, you.
1: Or, um, I hope I can find my way out of Milwaukee. <laughs> but uh, but that is the joy of making things with your hands. It turns your brain off. And I think, yeah. that, I think that we're pretty smart people.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think that we're curious. And, that, and when you're curious, your brain is always going. And sometimes it goes to places you don't want it to go and that's why i wish i was a little simpler so my brain would just like enjoy the sun yeah but uh, that's you know self-care involves just doing art
0: i think i think that kind of goes along with what this podcast is kind of a form of self-care oh yeah because when when you get involved in a good conversation like this you know you don't really you don't think about anything else other than what we're talking about
1: right and that's you know that's that's why it's, imp- it's. I think you can have good conversations with almost anybody.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I believe that a lot.
1: Yeah. You just have to. You
0: just they, have to try for you it. You have to
1: try, and you have to ask some questions that might ask people make people uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think that you know one of the keys to one of the keys to. Me being the way I am is that I was really shy growing up I mean, I was terribly shy and I was very fat and I didn't have I had friends, but I was just so shy. I was always in my bedroom reading. Mm -hmm. My mom would always say get your nose out of a book (laughs) so uh, When I started working Like in restaurants, I just kind of learned that It's pretty easy to talk to people if you just ask them questions Yeah, because people really like to talk about themselves So this (laughs) is a lot for me to talk about myself because I want to ask you the questions instead
0: You got a couple questions asked? Um, not yet. Okay, but, okay. But
1: uh, I think, uh, you know, there's good in everybody. And you just got to find something that you can share. Like when I was teaching, I like sports. So, you know, with some kids, I would just talk sports, you know, and I, that kind of bonded me with some kids.
0: Yeah.
1: With, with other kids, I would talk about music or Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> Game of Thrones. You know.
1: Have you been watching Ted Lasso by chance? Ted what? Ted Lasso. No, what that. is that? It's my new favorite show. It's about an American football coach that goes to Britain, England to teach to coach soccer but he doesn't know anything about the game. Oh, really? It was very funny. And oh. it's very joyful. It's a very, it's a nice, it's funny. And I it's on Apple TV. What
0: was the most recent show I watched? I watched, um, I watched an anime called One Punch Man. One Punch Man? Yeah, it's, it's it's like a comic book kind of show. Yeah. It's funny. It's not very intriguing. In good animation? The, yeah, it is pretty good animation.
1: Is it Japanese?
0: Yes. Um I did watch something, but I can't remember <laughs> what it was.
1: I watch things too and I forget what yeah.
0: it was. Yeah. It's funny that's the funny thing. Because yeah, it was it's it was really interesting, but I just can't remember it. It's
1: horrible when you can't remember what you've watched.
0: There is a show I did watch a while ago though, uh, called Midnight Gospel.
1: Midnight Gospel. Yeah,
0: it's a what it is. It's it's a recording of a podcast put to animation. Really. Yeah, and in this podcast, the the narrator, uh-huh. uh, he's like this character, and his guests are portrayed as different characters, and so they have like a very loose story uh-huh, that they uh-huh. follow, as they just talk about random stuff.
1: What uh, what. Uh network is that on? What, it's on Netflix. It's, it's a Netflix, Netflix? original. Oh, I would.
0: It's, it's a really cool animation, too, and it's pretty funny.
1: There's so much to see, and I'm so bad. I, I really don't watch a lot of I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in front of the television. Yeah. In the summer especially, because I just love being outside. and Nature is, um, as in the Van Gogh show, they talked about he, he talked about being out in nature and, and everything's truly beautiful in nature. Yeah.
0: I wish there was more nature in Milwaukee. There is a bit near me. There's, like, a really cool trail. Mm-hmm. Just gotta find
1: it, you know. And even just sitting outside anywhere like this, you're outside in nature.
0: Yeah. nature ish. Um,
1: one of my favorite quotes is about um, demons, meaning demons in your head. Mm-hmm. Demons hate fresh air, so so when you're feeling bad or, s- or low, you go outside, take a walk because demons hate, demons fresh, hate air. fresh air. Demons hate fresh air. Oh my, that's a good quote, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
0: that's a really that's, that's funny because my my roommate Nate, he tells me to just. Sit outside a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of being cooped up in the house. Yeah. Whenever do you I'm find that when out.
1: you're cooped up in the house, you get more depressed?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, start if of- I don't, if I don't have a whole lot of stuff to do.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to when school got out in, the, sum- in the, for the summer. I would feel kind of depressed for a couple weeks because I didn't have a routine, mm-hmm. and I I got a lot of um, my self worth from being a teacher because um, my students liked me. Yeah. and you know that's and I, I think most teachers are probably that way if they didn't like you that would be really sad <laughs> but you know it's, it's like it's like uh, in a way you know it's very ego gratifying and in a way it's almost like you're a movie star in the school like yeah. you hear people saying Heidi all the time and it's, it's very ego fulfilling and so I didn't when school was out in the summer it's, it's like uh, I didn't have that and my husband you know, he knows me so he's not going to just like treat me like a movie star mm-hmm. and uh but I knew one reason I, re- I knew as I got, as I was teaching longer that um, I didn't need that so much for my self-esteem. That I was getting my esteem from myself instead of from other people. Hmm. And I think a lot of teachers are kind of insecure, and we, we just uh, like having that attention and that. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, actually.
0: <laughs> no, I understand. But also,
1: I got a lot of joy just from from you know. Teaching people how to do art and yeah. making them, uh, making my students realize that you're just you're just playing with stuff. You're not, you're not uh, no pressure to make art. A lot of people think that you're a failure, like failure, a failure if you can't do whatever it is that you want mm-hmm. to do.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Um, where do you find your inspiration to do art in do just daily life. Well,
1: that's a tough question. I wish there was an answer. Yeah. Um, my inspiration is uh, sometimes it just like the inspiration. It's it's not inspiration so much, but it's being disciplined and being motivated. And- so
0: self-inspiration.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it, most people like writers or musicians. A lot of times it's just taking that stuff, like getting your ukulele out. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting there thinking, oh, I should play the play, Just get it out and do it. Like, have a have a, a, schedule where you do it every day for the same time. And uh, for me, like, I just um, was in a art sale up north. So my goal was I was going to make 100, 100 pots.
2: And,
0: uh... Yeah, one, one second here.
1: And so, um...
0: This is going to be an interesting uh, playback, the, I think.
1: You should... Yeah, you did say you were in Milwaukee. Um, just having discipline is really important for me. I guess I'm pretty disciplined. Like I, I've always, you know, gotten up and done exercise, and I always eat right. And, um, so when when students would say, "I'm just not inspired today or motivated," I'm like, "No, just sit down and do it." Because once you yeah. start, once you start, you're into it, like making pots or sculptures or whatever. And, I know uh, you.
0: I know you told me to do that a lot. Yeah,
1: just just do something. And and view it sometimes as a practice instead of feeling like you have to do art. You're just practicing. So when you're making something, you're just practicing. Instead of feeling like you're making art. Because art is so... You know, it's it's just... I don't know. I can't define art. Yeah. But um, I'm inspired by uh, just sitting down and doing it. You know, I look around. I I look at, you know, going to art. I don't go into galleries as much because you don't see a lot of pottery there because I'm doing mostly clay work. Mm-hmm. Just you know, looking at I'm you know, on a few uh, Facebook pages for other potters in the world, and if you do something you post it, people give you feedback yeah. on it. And, uh, and actually, I'm a little I'm a little motivated by money a little bit, mm-hmm. just because I the money I make from my pots is just going to be my travel money. So and I you know I love traveling more than probably making pots. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, yeah, inspiration. I like doing I like making pottery because I like art that you can use. So when I make a cup, I'm glad that someone will use it instead of um, just just, just letting it sit there. And and so when I was at this art sale in Butternut, Wisconsin, I had these little containers that were really tiny. Because I have tiny hands, so I like to make tiny things. And it was a little pot with a little lid. And I just like making them. And and some lady said, well, what do you use this for? I'm like, whatever you want, or you don't have to use it at all. But, you know, just just the idea of because it was art or pottery, you had to do something with it. I'm inspired by birds, actually. I love birds.
0: I did not throw that crumb.
1: Oh, I don't have any crumbs either. Is there a crumb on here? I got, I got a bigger crumb.
2: Yes. There you go.
0: Yes. The this, this sparrow. So for anybody wondering what's going on... <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Big truck. There is a bird right by our table, wanting some of our crumbs.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. So next question, and one of my final questions: um, If say your child, I know they're they're you know grown up now, but if you had a child that mm-hmm. was Let's say like twelve, mm-hmm. and they said they want to do what you do. What would your honest advice be?
1: Well, I would be I would be flattered that I made that I made what I do um, appealing,
2: and
1: mm-hmm. that they uh, I looked like I was having fun, or I was I was being I was rewarded by doing that, um, and I would think you know. You're gonna change your mind in a week. You're gonna to want to do something else. So, so uh, it's too. People gotta to find out for themselves, you know. And I I've seen enough people say that what they want to do is be whatever, and then they change. Like when kids go to college, and one week they're gonna be a surgeon, and then the next week it's like you are gonna be a, a taxidermist. <laughs> so I would be I would be flattered that they liked they liked what they saw with my job. But I wouldn't. Uh, I would expect they're probably not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's so young. Even even for yourself, you know, like right now, um, not going into engineering and, and 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 going into environmental studies. Who knows what you will do with that? You know, it's it's you might change it. I mean, I, yeah. I had uh, social work as a major, uh, consumer science as a major. Um, I wanted to be an ESL teacher, so I had at least three majors before I came into art.
2: Mm. Hello. Hi. 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 Oh.
0: What's the name? Uh, her
1: name's Chewy. Hey, no jumps. Chewy. My Chewy. 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 Yep, sorry. Chewy. No, that's okay. So oh, she's cute. So
0: beautiful. Yep. Have a good day. Chewy. Oh.
1: Did you know Chewy?
0: Yeah, I did. A little I bit. Chewy, like
1: Chewy. yeah.
0: Chewy. That dog is so oh, beautiful. Was that was a. That was Good markings. But the pit bull. Mm-hmm. Um. What did we leave off?
1: Oh, I, you. Were, what would I do if I had a bandsaw?
0: <laughs> yeah, not set it off at 3 p.m.
1: was at three? I would uh yeah. I would say great, and then in the back of my mind, I think you know who knows who knows what they'll be, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, with my own kids, I didn't envision what they at 12 they would be doing what they're doing now. So.
0: Okay. Well, let's say let's say like, well, no, you you're saying even me
1: no even you I
0: okay yeah
1: i would not be surprised if you did not become an environmental something because you're in the you're in the stage of you have i say you got a good 10 years to figure it out hmm. and i think that if you don't don't feel the pressure of society or whoever that you have to have it all figured out and you have to have this this life that everybody seems to think they're supposed to have like when you're you know, when you're 24, you're gonna, you know, get your job, and then you're gonna, then you're gonna get married, and then you're gonna buy a house, and then you're gonna have kids, and that's so what people think you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you should do in your 20s. Yeah, that's you just shouldn't. traditional. Because like... that's when you f- you figure out who you are. Yeah. So, you know, for you, just you know, thinking so much, you gotta be open to um, not thinking. Not thinking and recognizing and paying attention to things that you find interesting. Because that's going to help you shape what happens with you. And also, what kinds of people you like to be with, what kinds of people you don't like to be with. Yeah. And uh, kind of trust your judgment and trust your instincts. Because you know, you'll, you'll know, you just kind of know what feels right and what doesn't feel right. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, when, you're, when I'm around certain kinds of people, it just, it just doesn't feel right. Like I'm not myself. So you just have to, you just have to experience a lot, because I experienced a lot, like more than I probably should have, but I learned a lot from that, an awful lot. I learned that um, it's okay to go back home, like I, you know, I, I left uh, Lodi and went to school, then I came to Madison, I left Madison, and then I came back to Madison, and then I left again, and then I came back. Then I, you know, I came back to Madison like three times, I said, oh, I guess I'm really supposed to be here, because Madison's a really nice place to be.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, my family's,
1: my family's there, but it's good to go away from your family also. So you can be who you are because when you go home to the family, they know you as being a certain way and a certain person, and it's hard to be different. It's kind of like when you go to high school reunions and you kind of revert being back to how you were in high school because that's how people know each other. Yeah, and that's why some people don't leave,
0: hmm.
1: and they are still the same as they were in high school.
0: Yeah, I can see a lot of people from Dobson doing that. Yeah,
1: yeah, they just uh, it's scary to leave. I had a uh, in my arts and ideas classes fall we um, talked about you in, in the it's, it's called the spider web discussion uh-huh. and you sit in a circle and actually the teacher poses the question but the teacher does not talk about does not lead it the kids have to lead it mm-hmm. so they have to they get they get they get graded on how well they participate so you have to learn how to get people involved one of the questions was about um, Oh, we watched into the wild remember that movie into yeah the wild? I remember that movie. and uh, how would they have done something like that and granted they were a little younger they were all seniors but just about everybody in that circle said they were perfectly fine with the way things were and this was during a pandemic
2: <laughs>
1: i was like i really, really? was thinking how could you be fine with how things are right now? Like life is great. They don't, nothing could be different. you know everything is just great. And, uh, yeah,
0: well, that is kind of Dodgson. That is kind of that area. It is you, a rural how, mindset.
1: How do you how do you get people to want to see more?
0: Well, they need to want to do more first.
1: And is that just a, is that just a, a genetic thing? Is it a pressure from the family to stay there?
0: I feel like it is like a like a family behavioral yeah. thing.
1: Do you have friends from high school that are still there?
0: Bryce is still there, name and. dropping, name dropping the homies. And
1: did Bryce want to leave?
0: I don't think so. I don't think Bryce really um, had much in mind.
1: I mean, Bryce is a smart guy. Yeah.
0: He's definitely going somewhere. Uh-huh. I know he's definitely getting out of Reeseville.
1: Uh-huh. But, um, I don't want to talk about Bryce too much, but his family situation is different than yours. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is, um, a lot yeah, of people right. have some pressure to not leave. And uh, because...
0: Just the way they were raised.
1: They are raised and your, their parents want them to be around to take care of them when you're old, they're old. Mm-hmm. And so they don't leave. And also, there's in, especially Dodge County an anti-intellectualism where if you're too smart people don't like you and they will kind of be critical of, oh well, yeah you might you might have a master's degree but you don't know how to change the oil in your car Yeah, you know, stuff like yeah. that, so like downplaying it if you're smart, it's, I think it's really it's really hard for kids that are really smart and care about learning mm-hmm. to be in school sometimes yeah. like they can't wait to get just out just the
0: pressures from other students oh,
1: just because you kind of like Vincent van Gogh, feel really odd. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to shine. People don't like it when you shine too much if you're smart. Yeah. They like it if you shine when you're an athlete. But... Uh,
0: Especially dodging.
1: Yeah, but if you're smart, you kind of have to downplay it. Especially if you're a female, which makes me crazy. That really makes me crazy, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, very
0: unfortunate.
1: And is it, is it human nature? Is it just that there's... A lot of people are just going to be really average, mediocre people? that are satisfied and there's just exceptions like you and me that don't want to be satisfied yeah we're not satisfied we want more and you know i don't know someone's got to can the corn true that <laughs> i only say that because lord i um has a big canning company <laughs> really and uh, i worked at the canning company for a day and a horrible. day it was horrible because i had to unload un, i had to unfold the cardboard boxes and the cans would fall in mm. but I wasn't fast enough so it was like Lucy I love Lucy episode with chocolates where she <sighs> couldn't keep up and the cans were falling and I was like oh this is not for me but there are people that are really um, maybe satisfied doing those kinds of jobs mm. <clears throat> and that's what they want but
0: yeah I, I definitely couldn't
1: no no and Hair uh, Bay will probably tell you the same thing yeah, She's not someone it. that was satisfied with that kind of life and I think and I think at Dodg-Land, and you know I think the teachers there are all really nice people, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they um, have that kind of eagerness or curiosity to to do more. Yeah, you know, like uh, get out of their comfort zone. You know, I'm always because I because I love to travel. I'm always kind of disappointed when people that are teachers don't really travel. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you not going away? Yeah. You know? but, Maybe I'm just, uh, I have the wanderlust, and I just like to go places, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. If I, you know, I don't know, you know, like at Dodge, and we're trying to make it a school of excellence, but it's hard when it's not valued, when academics aren't valued. Yeah. You know, because they really aren't.
0: Do you think eventually it will be? No. No. It's horrible
1: to say. Um... I think we made a little headway with doing academic decathlon because I think that we got kids involved that are smart but they didn't want people to know they're smart or else they didn't
0: yeah. want to do it.
1: And so there were kids that kind of surprised people because they, oh my God, that kid is smart. But uh, there's definitely a move with the referendum about uh, you know, making it more of a tech, tech kind of school, which is great, You know, welding. They're putting on this addition with more technical college kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think that there's certainly a place for that.
2: Mm.
1: And uh, as far as academics, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. It depends on, it depends on who the teachers are. You know? Yeah. If you have a teacher that has really high expectations and uh, really pushes the students, sometimes uh, kids won't take the classes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of an uh, English teacher in particular who's a great teacher, and he's tough, but so kids don't take his class, even if they're going to college, because it's hard. So you'll benefit, did you do that?
0: I love Mr. Man. Did you take, did you take? A... AP? Yeah. No, I didn't. And
1: did you take English for college, though? Something no, like that. I didn't.
0: But I, I know his class actually yeah. helped me write a lot of my right, college right. essays. He's,
1: he's a great teacher, he's really tough. And uh, so for academics, the teachers that are really, you know, really push you Sometimes their numbers go down and they don't have as many classes to teach. Or um, they'll go someplace else because the kids just don't want to do the work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And our uh, and par- parents will complain and say, this teacher's too tough. So, you know, it's tough to be like that kind of, especially an academic teacher.
0: Yeah. And
1: you get a lot of blowback.
0: I want this bird.
1: Maybe I should put my plate on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a I have a rapid fire question okay. section here.
1: Oh boy. Okay.
0: It's not very rapid. Okay. <laughs> Uh, favorite artist, any kind of artist. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Favorite piece of art. Oh. The 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 away. <laughs> favorite piece
1: of art. I would say uh, I'll crows over the wheat field. Okay. Just because I just saw it. Uh, favorite song. The water is wide. Bye. It's an old folk song. Oh, okay. But James Taylor sings it also.
0: And then favorite movie.
1: Thelma and Louise.
0: Oh, okay. Do you know Thelma and Louise? I've heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's a great feminist
1: movie, because yeah. I am a feminist.
0: Okay, Miss Hemphorn, that, that wraps up all my questions. Good,
1: I hope that, I hope that uh, you don't have to delete it all. No, I'm not going to delete it all. That was nice to be interviewed, because I'm usually the one that does it. I should ask you some questions.
0: Yeah, do you, do you have any questions for me? Yeah.
1: Um, where do you see yourself in ten years?
0: Oh, come on. We just talked about this. <laughs> I know we did. <laughs> I can't see myself anywhere in That's ten good. years. That's good. That's a good answer. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't want to be answer. stuck to anything.
1: That's a good answer. Do you see yourself traveling?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about uh, maybe next year taking a year off of school and moving out to Washington That's to a where friend. a couple yeah, with a couple of friends.
1: I think that that you should.
0: And just you know seeing somewhere other than Wisconsin. Oh yeah, I think. You living should. there, getting that experience.
1: I think you should, you think should get a really job as a waiter in a Chinese restaurant.
0: <laughs> I don't like waitering. That's what I did but in But I mean, I could do it.
1: Well, you, there's lots of things you could do.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Just to go away is just so good. It's very yeah. liberating. Cause you can be anybody you
0: want to be. Oh, yeah. I actually went to Cancun recently.
1: That's right. How was that trip?
0: It was great. Yeah. The weather mm-hmm. the entire time was terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, it was raining oh, and cloudy the whole time we were there until Friday, the last oh. day we were there.
1: Oh. Was it a warm rain?
0: Yes, it was a warm rain, and we still did go into the pool, and then down by the beach that was covered in seaweed, but it was fine.
1: What did you think of? Did you, did you? Uh, were you mostly with other Ameri- Americans?
0: Yeah, well, the resort was mostly Americans, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. all of the all of the the wait staff was um, Mexican, mm-hmm. and you know, talking to them uh-huh. was really was really nice and immersive. Because they would talk to us in Spanish a lot, oh, good. and it got a little bit of a lesson.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. And
0: uh, our waiters were super funny. Uh-huh. They were super nice people.
1: It's kind of like uh, I've been on a couple of cruises with my mom. and dad, my mom, my mom. And I don't really like cruises, but that's what she can do.
0: Yeah.
1: I always felt a little guilty because most of the passengers were Caucasian. Yeah. And all, the, all the, people on the boat
0: were not. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did feel a little bit bad there because... A little Because like, there were a bunch of... There were some rude people there.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: mm-hmm. you're coming to their country and yeah. you're going to treat them like, crap, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. What do yeah. you gain? Because yeah. no. no. you don't gain anything from being an asshole. Yeah,
1: it's true. Maybe that's the, that's the lesson of life.
0: That is the lesson of life. Just don't be an asshole.
1: Don't be an asshole. And I believe, you know, <laughs> karma. It's all about oh, karma. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really is. And uh, be nice to each other. Even when you don't want to be. Because you kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I don't have any worries for you.
0: Do you have any other questions other than where I'm going to be in 10 years?
1: What's your favorite movie? My
0: favorite movie? Um, oh. Superbad. <laughs> have you seen Superbad?
1: I have not, but I know oh a lot. My God. I really like it's Jonah so Hill. Funny. Jonah Jonah Hill and Superbad? Yeah, jo- Jonah Hill and Michael really Sarah. Like
0: um, I think that might be my favorite movie. Favorite did, song? Favorite song? Um,
1: Is it by Watsky?
0: It might be a Watsky yeah. song. I think it might be Never Let It Die.
1: I hope you get to see him someday. I
0: know. I, I, I am. Is he coming? Yeah. Well, he, he had to reschedule his tour oh, s- twice. So yeah. my dad and I are going to oh, the show September yeah. 29th, I in Milwaukee? think. Milwaukee? It's in Madison. Oh,
1: good. At the, what's it going to be? The Lion Energy Center?
0: No, I don't the think Sylvie? it's... Sylvie? It's not The Sylvie.
1: The Majestic? I think it's The Majestic. Oh, the Majestic. Oh, I did go
0: to The Sylvie for another show with my dad. That was a lot of fun. Who'd you see? Uh, is a rapper from Minnesota? Mm-hmm. or No, maybe Detroit? Uh, huh. Named Atmosphere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The Sylvie is open again. I'm glad. I hope everything Yeah, that place open. is really cool. It is. I have not been in there. Um, Lizzo was there, like, right before COVID. Oh, really? My One of my favorite bands, the A Brothers... Oh yeah. I went to see them at Red Rocks with Tim, and it poured like crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in Madison next weekend, but the tickets are so expensive, I just can't. I okay. can't justify it. But but it's at Bree Stevens, which is open open air. The, mm-hmm. It's an old it's an old football field with a uh, brick brick wall around it. So I'm going to stand outside and listen to
0: them. That'll be but, cool.
1: Okay, we we've got your favorite favorite musician, song, uh, favorite food.
0: Favorite food? That that is always a hard one. That's why I didn't ask you. Oh, ice
1: cream. Ice cream. I, I, you, okay, you can just you can just name it out oh, like that.
0: Definitely. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me think here. Ice cream. Um. Man. I I know like sushi is kind of like it's a basic answer. It's bad. But
1: sushi.
0: It might be sushi. Yeah,
1: I I haven't.
0: I do like. Oh wait, no. I do like a good clam chowder.
1: Clam chowder.
0: Like, out in Washington, they have mm. some amazing clam chowder
1: there's a, a new sushi restaurant opening in Madison with the sushi on the conveyor belt
0: oh really yeah. oh I just read about it that'd when be cool I, to go to when
1: I was uh, in Prague with Bay, they had this big mall like downtown it was in this really old building but they had conveyor belt sushi which was really fascinating to watch I didn't have any cause I, I haven't had sushi yet I mean really I, I had some that my brother-in-law's girlfriend made and I didn't like it, but that's just like one time. And maybe it's, I don't like seafood that much.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really fishy.
0: I do also like lobster.
1: Oh, lobster's pretty good. Though. I just can't I've it. only
0: had it like twice. Yeah. But it's very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like lobster, shrimp. Um, what's your dream place to visit?
0: Dream place to visit? hmm I think... uh I think going—I don't know—just going back to Europe again or Japan. Japan would be pretty cool, mm-hmm. like Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Australia is on the list.
1: No, not for me.
0: It's kind of scary down there.
1: Love down under. I just—I just finished a book about traveling um, through Africa, and it's by one of my favorite writers, a travel writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a fascinating continent, but really depressing yeah so i would like to um, my my daughter lily's boyfriend was in the peace corps in Namibia in africa for two years so i'd like him to read this book and tell me what he thought about the book to see if it was how it was portrayed but, um,
0: i think the peace corps would be pretty cool
1: that was one of my dreams actually
0: um, i was thinking about it before i went to college uh-huh. like to pay for college
1: i think you gotta have be, uh, finished college to get in
0: oh really yeah oh I think, then, I think I might do that. I don't you know. Because you get, you get out.
1: Oh, no. Wow. It's a big commitment, but... Yeah. I yeah, I was going to go. So when I started dating Tim, I said, don't get serious because I'm joining the Peace Corps. And I then, think you told me that story, yeah, yeah. And then I went to China for a year, and that was a compromise. was good. I think that's all I got. That's all your questions? That's all I
0: got. All right, you think we could wrap this up?
1: Let's wrap this up.
0: All right, Miss Henthorne, Thank you. Thank you someday so much. Someday,
1: someday you can call me Lori.
0: Oh, really? Someday.
1: It's um, it's odd though, isn't
0: it? I don't I don't I don't think I could do it. I don't no, think I could do can't. it.
1: No, can I have a student in his forties that still calls me. Ms. Really? Wilson. Yeah. That's funny. like I just can't do it. I can't
0: do it. Um, what about? Okay. Anything? Anything you got going on in your life that you want people to know? It's Mario and Luigi.
1: <laughs>
0: um, anyway.
1: Anything going on in my life?
0: Yeah. Do you um, want to Do you wanna shout out your Instagram? Oh. Or your pottery business? Early
1: Bird, early bird Playworks.
0: Early Bird Playworks. Uh, coming
1: to an art sale near you. Art sales uh, near you, guys. I will have a show at my house in Exotic Madison. And uh, go Brewers.
0: Go Brewers. Go Bucks. Go, go, go Packers.
1: Go Packers. Go what Trojans. A
0: go Trojans. <laughs> yeah, the Dods and Trojans.
1: Go... Go... Art room.
0: Art room, let's go.